Thank the Lord. Appreciate what I feel here today. How many's glad you're in the house of the Lord today? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. One more time, would you just say his name? Jesus. Jesus. No weapon formed against that name is going to prosper. Jesus. Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. Over drugs, over alcohol, over cancer, over sickness, over darkness. There's power in the name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Love what I feel already. I uh, am so honored. Thank you so much, Brother McCall, for the invitation. And I uh, feel like God has something for us today. A word <clears throat> for this church. And uh, I, uh, how many, how many want to leave a little bit different than when you came, the way you came? God's got a word today. I wonder if, um, if you would pray with me right now over this message and over uh, the rest of this service that God would speak to us, that our hearts would be open to receive what he has for us today. Amen? Amen. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for what you've already done in this service. Thank you for what you're getting ready to do, Lord. We worship you. We honor you. We adore you. I pray that our ears would be open, God, to listen, not to just hear, but to listen what you have to say today, God. Let our hearts be open, God, to receive so that you can download whatever you want to into our hearts and into our souls today. In Jesus' name, we don't want to leave the same way that we came today. We want you to change us and transform us. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Today, I want to speak to you. I feel, I feel just expectation in the Holy Ghost today. And so I don't know what your need is today, and I don't know what you came here, um, what your circumstance is, but I feel like the Lord has a definite word for you. Today I want to talk to you on the subject, the sound of the church. Everybody say the sound of the church. In 2013, chatter and ridicule began rising all over the Chinese social media about several visitors' absurd experience at a local Chinese zoo. Visitors would bring their family to the zoo with a certain expectation only to leave upset. Family's experience at the zoo would be fine until they would come to the wolf enclosure. And instead of a wolf, the zoo had placed a dog that looked like a wolf. Now, I've seen some dogs that look pretty close to a wolf. I guess you could let them off the hook for that. And visitors probably would have forgiven this small stunt. Until they came up to the leopard enclosure. <laughs> now keep in mind the leopard can run 36 miles per hour. Is usually between 60 to 70 pounds and has spots. But upon your visit to this zoo, you would notice that the leopard had been replaced with a white fox. Looks nothing like a leopard. Has no spots. In fact, it's white and doesn't even uh, in size compare to a leopard. 
Maybe you could forgive them for the dog in the wolf cage, and maybe you could forgive them for the fox in the leopard cage, but wait, there's more. Finally, visitors would come upon the exhibit marked the African lion. Everybody say the African lion. Now, you know what? We have a smart audience here. You know what a lion looks like. You've seen them. Keep in mind, the male lion weighs about 400 pounds, is actually a cat, and has a mane. Now, this is uh, crazy, but after admiring the lion for a few minutes, guests would be shocked when all of a sudden the beast inside the enclosure would begin to bark. Evidently, the zoo had replaced their lion with a Tibetan mastiff, a very large, very hairy breed of dog. And it probably looked, I, I don't know how close dogs look. I don't think so. Maybe not. But they had replaced the lion with a dog. And the head of the park's animal department told CNN that the animals had been substituted for various reasons would be back in their rightful places soon. The dog was placed in the lion's cage temporarily due to safety concerns, also known as budget cuts. <laughs> Looked like a lion, but sounded like a dog. Looked like a lion, sounded like a dog. Now we just had a holiday where people dress up, masks were worn, children dressed up as their favorite superheroes and superstars that they long to be, but really aren't. But heaven forbid that that ever happens to the church. Heaven forbid that, they, that we ever play the part of the church that we're kind to people, but upon inspection, our candlestick is found flameless. I'm preaching today that the church is called to be something very specific. If we can't come into a worship service and feel God's presence here, when you lift up your hands and cry out to the Lord, we got some work to do. Amen? I don't ever want to come to a church service, Brother McCall, where I can't feel his touch, where I can't feel his power, where I can't feel his healing, virtue flowing. There's got to be an expectation in our hearts and in our spirits that, hey, I'm going to church today. And every time I go to church, I know something's going to happen. I know something great's in store for my family today. Lives are going to be transformed. People are going to be renewed in the Lord. People's strength is going to be restored when I get into the church. Can you imagine being a young Philistine soldier the day that they are finally going out to capture Samson? You are one of the few that are chosen to be there when they take away the one and only Samson. You've heard of all the stories. You've heard the reports. You've seen the injuries of the men 
that came back from battle with this one named Samson. He's become a legend in the Philistine camp, almost as much as he has in the Hebrew camp. And even if he were to escape the Philistine's grasp today, it would be fantastic just to see the man who has put such fear in the hearts of this nation. So you gather with the rest of the Philistine army in the back of Delilah's house, waiting for the signal to move in. Sweat begins to form on your brow as you anticipate the moment that is about to transpire. Finally, Delilah gives the signal out the window. Finally, you see him, the one and only, the defender of the Hebrews, Samson. You perspire a little more as the general gives Delilah the signal. The Philistines are upon you, Samson. Time to move in. You grab Samson by his arm, but it, it seems to be all wrong. It's too easy. This can't be the one whose name has been chanted from the valleys to the mountains of the Hebrews. And as you take him away in shackles and in chains, you're a little disappointed, Brother McCall. Because this hero, this legend, this lion ended up having the bark of a dog. How sad when a beacon of hope turns out to be a faded ember. How sad when a symbol of light, as Jesus phrased, is a whitewashed tomb which appears beautiful on the outside but is full of dead bones within. That's exactly what John was writing about in the book of Revelations to the church in Sardis. John has evidently had a vision and God has told John to relay God's message to seven churches. And to the church in Sardis he writes this. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things say he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works that you have a name that you are alive. Everybody say a name. A name that you are alive, but you are dead. Here's what John was telling the church in Sardis as he penned those words. What he was saying was, you look like a lion, but you sound like a dog. Here's what I want to tell the church today. Heaven forbid that we ever become a place that's just full of dead bones and that everybody's just coming and sitting in their chair and sitting down and looks nice. Everybody looks nice and we're shaking hands and everything. I want to go to a church where there's a move of God. I want to go to a church where there's healing happening. I want to go to a church where there's promises and lives changed and hearts restored. Where God can freely move. Oh, I wish somebody would clap your hands to heaven if you want to be a part of that sound. If you want to be a part of that living church, would you clap your hands to heaven? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We got too much Christianity, mainstream Christianity, where you go into a church and you can't fill an ounce of God. You can't get healing. People need healing like never before, Brother McCall. 
but you can't get it because there's there's performance and and there's 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 something there but there's not the power of God and there's not the presence of God. I don't know about you, you can have all the smoke and mirrors you want, but I want a real apostolic move of the Holy Ghost where if I'm sick, I can be healed. Where if I'm slain, I can be restored. Where if I fall, I can find real grace. And I know this church has that today, but I want to just remind you of who you are. That if you're going to get healing, you know the place to get it. If you're going to receive restoration, you know the spot. You know where you're going to feel God's presence. And it's not going to be at the fake stuff down the street. It's going to be in the house of an apostolic church where healing still flows. Let me tell you the kind of healing I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the kind of healing where everybody just brings up prayer requests and and for 20 weeks we're praying and, and mourning with people. I'm not talking about mourning with people. Mourning is different than than standing in the gap and having intercessory prayer. Oh, I'm praying for you, brother. I'm praying for you, sister. Can I tell you something? Back in the day when all this started, when the revival started in the 19, 19, early 1900s, at a place called Azusa Street, hundreds were being filled with the Holy Ghost in one service. Every, it, was so, it was so powerful that, that people were actually looking outside in the windows trying to get in. People were outside in the door being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues. Because of how powerful and how potent it was. Can I tell you this church that you're a part of? It's not dead. This church that you're a part of, it's not weak. This church that you're a part of, there really is miracles, signs, and wonders. There really is a power. It's so potent that I can feel it right now. You can cut it with a knife. When the presence of God is moving, you can tell it's moving. When the presence of God is moving in worship, I just got to give a little dance. I just got to give a little shout because it's real. Come on, somebody give them some praise right now because you're part of the greatest church living. Now, I've been in churches, Brother McCall, where as soon as you come in the entrance, everything is pristine. Everything is perfect, beautiful. Everything. You name it, it's nice, it's top-notch. Expensive. Take your kids in there, you greet it with a big smile, and you get into the service after you've been treated so nice for the first, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, but then you go into service, and it looks nice. It looks like a lion. But it doesn't sound like a lion. 
Anybody ever been in those kind of situations I'm talking about? But then I've come to some churches, including my own at times, where everything didn't look right, where everything, you know, we may, we may not have been able to practice, you know, too much before service, and everything maybe wasn't as, as perfect as I wanted it to be. But I'm telling you what, we got into the worship service. And all of a sudden, somebody just began to lift their hands. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost swept through. And all of a sudden, somebody starts coming to the altar right in the middle of the worship service. Somebody's getting a touch. And all of a sudden, this sister comes over here and she bows her knee. And then the Holy Ghost just starts sweeping through. That's the kind of spirit I want to feel. That's the kind of change I need. I don't know about you today, but I've paid too much to get something that's fake. I've sacrificed too much time. I've been to too many services to just let this one go by. I need something from God. Anybody need something from God? Does anybody have a real need that can't be met by a group meeting on a Tuesday night or a Monday night? Anybody have a need that needs that can only be met by God? Anybody have a need that can only be resolved in his presence and in his power? <laughs> There's only one place. It's in the church. It's right here. The answer to your need is right here in this service, in this moment. God is calling out to you right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. God is speaking to you right now. Your answer isn't, isn't across the street. Your answer isn't at the doctor. Your answer isn't somewhere else. Your answer is right here today. The, the answer to your need, the answer to your question is here today. I can feel his presence right now. <laughs> Surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. Surround me, oh Lord. And let your presence. Feel this place. That's what I got to have. I got to have his presence. I need something real. Hmm, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I just feel the Holy Ghost right now. But I want to tell you a little bit about myself. Two years ago, in, in November of 2015, I was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And uh, I had 15 lesions plus on my liver. And uh, went to the surgeon. Said there was nothing we could do at that point. Went through 10 months of chemo. Still said there was nothing we could do at that point. 
kind of felt like hope was lost at that point. So we tried some alternative methods. Those helped a little bit. <clears throat> but at the end of that, I was still feeling like hope was a little lost. Tumor started to shrink without chemo. Things started looking a little bit better. But we were still praying, still hoping. The day before, it finally got to the point where they were, because it hadn't grown anymore, they were going to allow me to have liver surgery. They were going to take out the colon tumor at the same time where it originated. The day before, I had my colonoscopy for them to make sure that everything was where it was supposed to be before surgery. I went in for my colonoscopy, and I was rubbing my eyes. You know how it is. Those of you that have had surgery, you're like out of it for like two hours after it. But I got out of surgery and wiping my eyes, and I was like, hey, doctor, how did everything go? And he said, well, we couldn't find the tumor, and I, I had to, I thought I was still asleep, you know? So I asked him again, okay, I, I don't know if I heard that right. You tell, tell me again, what happened? Well, we went in there. We tried to look at everything. We looked at everything. We can see where there was one. But we can't find a tumor in your colon. Here's what I came to tell you today. You don't need some patty cake church. You don't need some fake experience or something facade. What you need today is the real thing. What you need is real healing. What you need is real virtue. I'm talking about the healing that came from the stripes on his back. And that virtue is still flowing today. I feel it in this room. I can feel his presence here. I can feel his gentle touch here. If you have a need, I wish you would raise your hands to heaven and say, God, I need that kind of touch. I need that kind of miracle. I need that kind of inspiration. In Jesus' name. It's here today. I'm talking about the sound of the church. Let me tell you the kind of sound I'm talking about. What is the sound of the church? Acts 2 says it specifically. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. Everybody say one accord. In one place. Everybody say one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Can I tell you something? The church's sound has never come from itself. And that's where some some places are getting it wrong. That's where mainstream Christianity is getting it wrong. They think it's all in the talent and all in the gifts. We can make this atmosphere. We can't make anything. It's got to be God. We got to have a spirit of God in this place. Anybody hearing what I'm saying right now? The church's sound has never been from itself. The church's sound has always been from another. A rushing mighty wind from where? Heaven. 
This sound is not mine. This sound is not Brother McCall's. This sound is not yours. If you get healing today, it's going to be from one source and one source only. If you get a touch today, it's going to be from one place, heaven. We need a little heaven on earth. Anybody want heaven in this place? Anybody want to feel his presence? Anybody want to feel his touch? Anybody want signs, miracles, and wonders? Oh, that's all right. That's all right. That's why we're here today. That's why we're here today. Holy Ghost, sweep through this place right now. Holy Ghost, have your way right now. Holy Ghost, let your will be done. Here I am, Jesus. That's all right. Just cry out to the Lord right now. I need something real. I need a real touch. I need something that's greater than what men can do. I need something more than just performance. I need something more than just talent or gifts. I need a real touch from heaven. If you'd stand with me. What we're feeling right now, you can't feel everywhere. What you're feeling right now is the real thing. God's Spirit is here right now. God's Spirit is here to restore. God's Spirit is here to meet your need. God's Spirit is here to meet you right where you are. But in order for you to get what you need... Our mentality has to change. The day after I was diagnosed with stage four cancer, I got up the next morning, went down to the living room, and I remember how my prayer started, Brother McCall. I said, God, it's me again. (laughs) Nothing's really changed between yesterday and today. I still love you. You still have me completely. That hasn't changed at all. You've got all of me. You've got all my mind. You've got my body. You've got my physical state. You've got my mental state. You've got my emotional state. Everything that I am, it's still yours. I'm not taking any of it back today. But I want to tell you something. Whenever you're going through a situation, whenever you're in the trial, whenever you're in the struggle, you have to not let your mentality and your spirit change to that of a victim. Because Jesus' blood is still flowing from Calvary. And here's the thing. You were a child of God yesterday or the day before you got diagnosed. You were a child the day before your struggle even started. I told God, God, I was a prince yesterday and I am not a pauper today. 
So I am not going to gravel around in the ground. I'm not going to mope my head and act like I'm defeated and come to you and just cry and say, God, if please, 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 please. Because we can act like victims. But God has empowered you. Anybody hearing me right now? You were a child of God yesterday, and you are not a pauper today. You were a prince or a princess yesterday. You are not a pauper today. God has called you. God has restored you. I wish somebody would remember who they are in the Lord right now. Somebody remember who you are right now. I'm coming expecting God to do something great. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to crawl. I'm going to let the Lord know I'm still here. No matter what comes, no matter what comes my way, I'm believing for a miracle. I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. I wish somebody would lift up your voice and say, God, I know you're still able. I know you're still able. I know you're still great. I know I'm still your child. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. Somebody lift up your voice right now. Don't be timid. God's not going to be shy about his miracle. God's not going to be shy about what he's going to do in your life. Don't be shy about your worship right now. Don't be timid about your response right now. Come on, just give him everything right now. Lift your hands all over this place. Tell him, God, I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to do something great. I'm expecting the miraculous. I'm expecting you to touch my body. I'm expecting you to do a work right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's all right. Don't be timid. Don't be timid. Older folks, would you lift up your voice? Younger audience, would you lift up your voice? Come on, in one mind and one accord. One sound right now. Every voice lifted to heaven. We are the redeemed. We are the redeemed. We are part of that sound. We are part of the living church. Miracles do still happen. God still does work. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody let your faith rise in this place right now. Somebody let your voice rise. Somebody let your expectation rise. That's right, that's right, all over this place. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Just begin to lift that up. Begin to lift your expectation. Begin to lift your faith to heaven right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's not going to work. You can try all you can, Satan, but Jesus is my king. He's still my father. He's still got my back. He's still victorious. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
Come on, there's some people with real needs in this place. If you have a real need right now, don't look around. Don't, don't, be, don't make it conspicuous. But I wonder if you would just make your way to the front right now and signify by lifting your hands, I have a real need today. God, I'm expecting you to do something right now in my life. Come on, I wish somebody would bring your faith to this altar right now. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's physical. I don't care if it's emotional. I don't care if it's mental. Whatever the problem is, whatever the situation is, if you need a touch from God, if you need healing, if you need restoration, if you need to repent, if you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of tongues, I wonder if you would find a place right now in the front and just begin to expect God to do something great right now. Come on, begin to lift up your voice. 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 Come on, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Jesus' name. That's beautiful. Begin to lift up your voice in expectation. I am a child of the King. I am a child of the king. I am a child of the king.